Hey there, what's up everybody? My name's MJ, and you're listening to the MTG in Quarantine Podcast. Before we begin, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to my local game store, Guardian Games. You can find Guardian Games on the web at ggportland.com. I'd also like to give a huge shout-out and thank you to all the people who have supported me over at patreon.com slash Quarantine. Thank you so much, y'all, and you rock. Way back when I first started this podcast, I used to have a series called The Fun Size Spotlight, where I would try to find a fairly chaff, uh, very underrated card from my box, long box of random MTG cards, and I would just talk about them for a couple of minutes, and it really explained what I liked about them in particular. And I feel like this is the perfect time to start getting back to these, because I've obviously added so many cards over the last couple of years that I have come across a whole lot more cards that have a lot of niche applications, but, you know, again, that's really what I love doing as a brewer. I like trying to find those niche cards and turn them into something quite powerful that take people by surprise. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce today's contestant on the fun size spotlight, Gigantomancer. Gigantomancer was released in 2010's Rise of the Eldrazi set, obviously it was the only printing of this card. And Gigantomancer is a 1-1 human shaman, costing 7 generic and a green, and has a single activated ability where you pay 1 generic mana, and target creature you control becomes 7-7 until end of turn. And I've always tried to find a home for this card. It's always been very difficult because, again, the cost of 7 generic and 1 green is extremely high, especially for a 1-1. But if you're able to drop this card on the battlefield at any given time, that activated ability is just so so interesting because i see that you can utilize it both offensively and defensively so i'll start with the offensive bit here obviously having a crater hoof effect is kind of the pinnacle of where you want to go with this in green for eight nine mana and obviously giving all your creatures a huge power toughness boost as well as trample but if you're able to get Gigantomancer on the field and you have another card like the OG Nylea or Garrick's Uprising or just something that gives your creatures trample across the board, all of a sudden Gigantomancer allows you to give a serious power toughness boost to all of your creatures out there, or at least most of your creatures out there, as long as you have enough mana. You could use something like Overrun or an Overrun effect and then use Gigantomancer to give your creatures an additional boost or you could just uh, try to push through a few extra points of damage utilizing Gigantomancer, activating it after blockers are declared, and making sure that you're able to hit home for some points of damage. And that's really nice to have that flexibility, because again, it doesn't say you have to activate this as a sorcery, you can activate this at any time. So it's just really nice to be able to have that flexibility, and also really make your opponents think about exactly what you're going to do. And yes, Gigantomancer can also target itself. So if someone was to, say, utilize a Shock or a Lightning Bolt, anything like that, Gigantomancer can protect itself with, with its own ability and make itself a 7-7. So yeah, it's just really nice to have the kind of flexibility on this card, uh, despite the mana cost, because, you know, frankly, you can basically make your own overrun type effect if you have four or five creatures out there for about the same amount of mana you'd have to pour into into an overrun effect. So I, I really like that ability. But also what's really nice about this is the fact you can use it defensively. And again, I think this is really important because what I've found is mono green is not great at stopping flying creatures. Obviously, a lot of creatures we play in EDH don't necessarily have reach, uh, especially in mono green. So, I mean, besides the creatures that do have reach, there aren't a lot of flying creatures. And so, I, so in some of my green decks, I 
typically try to run a couple, maybe colorless flyers, something like Skyscanner, uh, Ornithopter, something like that, just to make sure I have something to block my opponent's flying demons, angels, dragons, whatever. Uh, just be able to make sure that I'm not completely caught unaware and unable to stop a giant aerial assault from coming in my face. And what's nice about Gigantomancer is all of a sudden I can turn those one one zero two flyers, whatever, into very formidable 7-7s seven to stop my opponents from attacking me. This is something that I think is very important. Even, even though you do have 40 life in EDH, which is double your typical life total for 60-card format, sometimes the 40 life can kind of dwindle fairly quickly, especially when your opponents have a lot of very large flying creatures. And Gigantomancer basically allows you to buff up your creatures on the defensive to try to make sure that you don't take a huge chunk of damage to, you, to your life points, effectively. And, yeah, I, I just really enjoy this ability. It's been, obviously, very difficult to find a home for this because it does cost so much mana, and it is a 1-1 with no other abilities. So trying to be able to find the right home for this kind of card has been fairly difficult. It feels like something where you'd want to have a deck where it ramps really hard, to try to be able to drop this out, obviously, earlier than turn 8, because, frankly, you're probably going to want this out a little bit earlier than that if you really want to get hyper-aggressive with the card. And especially since the ability is tacked onto it, you're probably not going to be able to activate that ability the same turn this comes into play. So that's going to be... It's going to be really important to try to make sure that nothing happens to this card uh, before you're able to activate that ability. And, yes, that is definitely one of the major downsides to it. But, again, I, I've really made a, a career in this podcast of trying to play up some super niche cards. And Gigantomancer really hits that very high-risk, high-reward kind of strategy that I really enjoy. Is you know It's not always going to do the thing, but that's okay, because you're going to remember the time it did the thing. You're, you're going to be able to kind of build your own overrun effect. And with, with a couple other cards, hopefully be able to take out your opponents and win the game, especially in mono green. Obviously, if you're playing something outside of mono green, Gigantomancer gets a little bit different. Obviously, it depends on what colors you're playing. You may be able to protect this, uh, say, with blue or white. Um, You can give all your creatures hexproof. But even uh, in mono green, heroic intervention, cards like that, or or just even those uh, kinds of commons that come out in every draft set, seemingly, they give a creature of yours hexproof until end of turn, can always be extremely useful in protecting Gigantomancer. And if you do put this in a multicolored deck, it's important to remember that it costs seven generic and a single green. You can be running a three or four color deck and still drop Gigantomancer because it doesn't require more than just one green to play. And the activated ability is a generic mana. So I just really like that flexibility in multicolor decks. So you're not stuck playing this in mono green. You can play this in so many decks, including the color green, that it just has a lot of really great flexibility, especially for, uh, again, like I said, like in white or red, where or maybe black if you, if you want to go with those two color pairings, where you have a lot of extra token support, ways to be able to generate tokens, while all of a sudden Gigantomancer can turn your tokens into very formidable 7-7s seven if you're able to drop it out on curve. So... I just really like the flexibility of this card. It's a very interesting, very niche card. Not one that a lot of people play. Uh, not one that I've necessarily found a home for. But, you know, you never say never on these kinds of cards. That's why I really enjoy these things. And that's why I do these fun size spotlights. 
And I hope you enjoyed listening to this fun-sized spotlight here on the MTG In Quarantine podcast. If you want to listen to the other fun-sized spotlights that I've done in the past, you can go check out my entire back catalog over on the usual podcast outlets. That's your Google's, Apple, Spotify's, Rocket Cast, Pocket Cast, MTG Cast, Overcast. So many different kind of cast uh, places out there. But if it's a major podcast outlet, odds are you can find me on there. And I hope you enjoyed listening to this bite-sized episode of the MTG in Quarantine podcast. My name's MJ. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.